Hello again, everyone. Dennis Sullivan here. Sports snippets on a Saturday night, May the 2nd. Glad you're listening in. I've put together my 2020 recap of the NFL draft that just finished up a few short days ago and found it to be very interesting. I know it was a different setup, of course, this year with the virtual setup, but I thought it was tremendous, actually. It's very entertaining. Very well put together. I thought it was very well organized. We got to see a little bit more of the personnel, the head coaches at home on laptops and um, personnel in general managers and uh, even a few players were, were joining in during different segments. So it was very interesting in the living rooms of some of the, the, the college stars and potentially NFL stars of tomorrow. And yeah, I thought it was, it was very well put together and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And uh, just to share with you some thoughts that I do have on how things would work out. A couple of surprises, of course, as always. So things don't always go the way that you think they will, which makes it interesting, of course, in an event such as the NFL Draft. But the way things got started, of course, with uh, Burrow going first to the Bengals, Chase Young going second to the Washington Redskins. I mean, no surprises there. Really no surprises um, through those first few picks at all. Um, we did... Now, of course, there was that question on the fifth and sixth pick of the first round on who was going to get drafted uh, between the Miami Dolphins and Chargers, who were both looking at quarterbacks. We didn't know if Tua would go before Herbert or Herbert would go before Tua. As it works out, the Dolphins would pick Tua... At pick number five of the first round, quarterback from Alabama, Justin Herbert from Oregon would go to the, to the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Almost said San Diego Chargers again. I'm still in that habit, guys. I definitely apologize. But to the L.A. Chargers. <laughs> and really, you, you know, you, you hear different thoughts on, oh, they should have got Herbert or, oh, they should have got to a like there's that big of a difference there really isn't I mean they're different players there's not much of a difference in let's say the risk factor or what could be a, a possible boost to an offense they both have tremendous upside I mean Herbert probably a little bit more your traditional NFL quarterback he's got the size he's got the just that length of his you know he's got a strong arm Tua potentially could be very good I mean he he could be a uh, a star potentially so I mean we have you know we have to see how all that works out I mean uh, a little bit smaller in size but he moves very well you know he is coming off that injury people like to point out to that but I mean injury is part of the game I think Tua very well could bounce back stronger than ever so really we've got to see how that part plays out and how that uh, situation does play out a few other notes that I do have here regarding the way that the first round would uh, you know would end up and then of course the uh, the second round which I found very interesting um, Chase Young. Let's discuss that real quick. Uh, Chase Young. I mean, many, many of the experts had him picked or at least ranked possibly as the best player in the draft. I mean, it really depends on 
who you're looking, what position you're looking for in your draft. I mean, Chase Young could be a tremendous star. He was picked second overall. Burrow, of course, the big name, the big star of the, the playoffs last year. He goes number one. But really, depending on team needs, I thought it really, Chase Young, if, if uh, the Bengals weren't specifically looking for a quarterback, they very well could have picked Chase Young as a number one pick. So I just really wanted to make a side comment about that, of course. Um, You also have now a non-position player that caught my eye, an offensive lineman, Mekki Becton from Louisville, goes to the New York Jets. He's he's listed at about 6'7", pushing 370. They show some footage of him doing sprints he was amazing his his speed was amazing i thought really <laughs> he was he was a tremendous eye-opening uh eye-opening talent as as far as as far as i'm concerned and i'm going to be very interested to see how uh mickey beckton works out in the league in the nfl because the jets could have landed it a star at offensive tackle in the years to come uh no surprise that there was plenty of talent at the wide receiver position in this draft you had a pair of alabama receivers going 12 and 15 respectively henry ruggs the third would go to the raiders at pick number 12, and Jerry Judy would go to the Denver Broncos, pick number 15. C.D. Lamb, another wide receiver um, from Oklahoma, would go to the Dallas Cowboys, pick number 17. Very nice pick there. And Justin Jefferson, the wide receiver from LSU, would go to the Minnesota Vikings at pick number 22. These aren't all of the wide receivers that were taken. There were a few more in the first round. These are the, the handful that really stood out to me and kind of caught my attention as I would watch the NFL draft. Jordan Love was probably the pick of the draft. Uh, him and Jalen Hurst in the second round were, were the big newsworthy, uh, most talked about events and most talked about picks. Uh, Jordan Love gets picked 26th overall by the Green Bay Packers, the quarterback from Utah State. All I have to say is this. Obviously, the Packers are looking at the future. And it does, and you can kind of uh, spin this however you, you want to spin this. It looks as if the years of Aaron Rodgers are diminishing as, play, as far as his career for the Green Bay Packers go. Now, Aaron Rodgers, when I say years diminishing for the Green Bay Packers, he could play in the league for another 10 years, for all I know. But his years are diminishing on the Packers. It does appear anyway. It does appear. Uh, I would say maybe another couple of years, maybe one or two more years for, for Aaron Rodgers on the Packers. In Jordan Love, they get a very talented player from Utah State, very talented quarterback. Uh, but, you know, if you're going to pick a, a quarterback in the first round, I pick number 26. I mean, you're really looking really looking to your future but this could be a a definitely another brady type of uh scenario where rogers gets uh picked up by another team i could definitely see that happening within the next few years and he'll probably play pretty well i believe he's 35 36 years old at this time so he still has some some good play in him and he's coming back to green bay for at least one more year i mean that part we know uh for the 2020 season anyway that part we know 
Clyde Edwards Hilaire would be the last pick of the first round. Running back from LSU goes to the Kansas City Chiefs. I like that pick by the Chiefs. Hilaire was impressive for the LSU Tigers during the regular season. Made some nice runs in the college playoff as well. I am a fan of that pick. I like that pick. The pick that I'm probably the biggest fan of, though, as far as, whoa, how did this guy not get picked in the first round? T. Higgins, wide receiver from Clemson. He would be the first pick of the second round. He looked tremendous the few times I would watch him during the 2019 college football season. He goes to the Cincinnati Bengals, will be teaming up, by the way, with Joe Burrow. This could be the new combo quarterback-wide receiver in the years to come. Michael Pittman goes to the Colts, who also... The Indianapolis Colts did very well, especially when it comes to position players. I like some of their picks. They would take uh, as the second pick in the second round, Michael Pittman, wide receiver from USC. Pick number three of the second round, DeAndre Swift, a running back from Georgia. Also, I mean, he is a tremendous talent. Um, Saw him play also on television a couple times. He is definitely in the second running back picked in the draft. I mean, you got to like this pick, uh, DeAndre Swift. Xavier McKinney, the safety from Alabama, is very highly ranked, very, very well-respected safety from Alabama. The New York Giants make a nice pick in Xavier McKinney at pick number four in the second round. In some ways, I think the second round was more interesting than the first round. I mean, in in kind of a a, uh, crazy way, but also in a... um, position player way. I mean, a lot of interesting picks in the second round. Uh, ninth in the second round, Jonathan Taylor, running back from Wisconsin. Like like this one very much. This was a great pick. Chase Claypool would go to the Steelers. Okay, and he was the 17th pick of the second round. So, Chase Claypool... Uh, if you look back to years ago or year, you know, years in the past, you think of some of the big name receivers and some of the players that the Steelers have had. They've done a really solid job, have the Steelers, in identifying talent at the wide receiver position. You think back to some of those players. They've done a tremendous job, and that speaks very highly for a player such as Chase Claypool from Notre Dame. Okay? Now, uh, the Lions... Now, just going back to a few of these picks, DeAndre Swift uh, from Georgia, he goes to the Lions. So I did not mention that. It's a great pick for the Lions. And then the other running back, I just want to cover Jonathan Taylor. So the Colts pick up Taylor, and they pick up wide receiver Pittman from USC. Those are two nice position players. Okay, and I just wanted to touch on that. The Colts, I mean, I really like what they've done here. Um, Some more talent, just a few more names to throw at you here. Perhaps the most underrated pick in the draft. The 20th pick of the second round, Cam Akers, who had a tremendous career at Florida State. 
Okay, maybe not as ranked quite as high as Jonathan Taylor, although he only fell 11 picks behind him, or quite as high as DeAndre Swift, or even for that matter, uh, Clyde Edwards Lair. But he had, I mean, he's coming off a tremendous career, and you look at the opportunity he's going to be getting. I mean, he is with a departed Todd Gurley. He is stepping in for the Rams as a rookie. I mean, this could be a match. What a great matchup this could be. Uh, with Cam Akers going to the Rams as a rookie, I really like that pick. I really like that pick. Also, J.K. Dobbins. Another running back, he fell to 23rd in the second round. A little bit surprised there. He would fall to the what is really the 55th pick in the draft. A lot of talented players ahead of him, though. But I was surprised he fell to 23 second round. He would go to the Ravens. Ravens get a really nice running back uh, from Ohio State in J.K. Dobbins. Now, as far as the most talked about <laughs> players in the draft. I think it's a tie, really, uh, this year. Anyway, between Jordan Love, who went 26th pick in the first round to the Packers, and then there's Jalen Hurts, who went 21st in the second round, the quarterback from Oklahoma. Now, here's the thing, and I'll kind of close out this podcast with this thought. You look at a talent like Jalen Hurts, who in the world would not want to draft him as a quarterback on your team and, and a quarterback for the future? I mean, it certainly sounds logical and it sounds sensible, but a lot of fans and media personnel somewhat shaking their head at the fact that the Eagles were the team to draft him with Carson Wentz at the helm and, and still a young, talented player with... Uh, Plenty of upside, plenty of uh, plenty of hope for Carson Wentz and the Eagles moving forward. However, you look at the big picture. Wentz has had some injury uh, struggles in his first few years in the NFL, and that can't be ignored by the Eagles. Plus, from what I'm hearing, to start out, Hertz will be coming in in certain packages, certain formations, things of that nature. They will use him creatively in the meantime. And, of course, as a strong second string or backup quarterback to Carson Wentz. So I think that the more I think about it, the more it does make sense. I mean, I really can't criticize any team for taking Jalen Hurts, although I was a little bit surprised that the Eagles were that team to take him. But still, but still, a nice pick. I like the pick. So overall, everyone, entertainment value was there, the 2020 NFL Draft. We saw a ton of talent at the wide receiver position in the first round and early second round. The second round is where we started to see that running back talent come through. And that was when, right at the end of the first round, you see Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Then we get uh, DeAndre Swift. Then, of course, we get Jonathan Taylor, the ninth pick in the second round. And then J.K. Dobbins. Make that Cam Akers would go 20th in the second round. J.K. Dobbins 23rd in the second round. So second round is where we saw those running backs really come through. The quarterbacks, uh, you know, there was really no surprise where they went. Although one final 
One final small note, though, on the Green Bay Packers and Jordan Love. They did trade up. They did move up a few picks to take him. So that can't be ignored either. So Jordan Love looks to be maybe not the immediate future in Green Bay, but he looks to be the future in Green Bay, everyone. Aaron Rodgers... I, I, if I had to predict, I'll say two more years. This year and next year on Green Bay Packers as their quarterback. And then he moves on to another team because he's still young enough. I think he'll play. I, I can't. I'm just guessing if I uh, predict how long Aaron Rodgers would play. But he sh- certainly should play at least another, I would think, three, four years. He's 36, let's say. Let's say at least another three years. So we'll see how all this plays out, everyone. This is all just what we think and what I think is going to happen. and It's all fun. And now we just have to get a season going here for the 2020 NFL campaign. So this is Dennis Sullivan for Sports Snippets. Let me, let me know your thoughts on the 2020 NFL Draft. I'd be happy to hear about it. And once again, I thank you very much for listening in. And I'll talk to you soon.